you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia, and how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 254 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, I'm talking with Nash Walker of Locked On Twins. We recorded this on Monday afternoon, slightly before it was official that the series would take place. We didn't know the pitching matchups, so we were kind of guessing, but I do have the pitching matchups for you guys real quick before I send it over to my talk with Nash Walker. Uh, we got Shamanaya versus Matt Shoemaker in the first game tomorrow, or today, I guess, on as you're hearing this, on Tuesday. And in the second game, you got Jesus Luzardo and Jose Barrios. Uh, that's going to be a very interesting matchup. I am very excited to watch that one because both pitchers, uh, I, I think Barrios is a little bit more consistently good, but both pitchers can be dominant or give up some runs. So that's going to be a very fun matchup to watch. And then on Wednesday in the finale, you got Frankie Montas going against Kenta Maeda. That could be a very low scoring game if uh, both guys are on. So should be a very interesting matchup to watch. Also, today's episode is brought to you guys by rockauto.com. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts that your car's ever going to need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. And before I get going with uh, Nash Walker here, also please make sure to follow the podcast wherever you like here in podcast. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So without further ado, here is the breakdown of the Twins and A series as we understood it. And we kind of just took some liberties and assumed that it was going to happen and uh, put some pieces in. We were fairly spot on. But here is my talk with Nash Walker of Locked On Twins. All right, I am joined by Nash Walker of Locked On Twins. We are talking about the upcoming A's and Twins series. Uh, it, we don't know necessarily what's going on just yet. We should know very, very shortly, but we're going with what we know. We're assuming there's going to be a series. So let's talk about what we think is happening right now. Nash, how are you doing today, man? I'm good, Jason. I'm glad we finally get to connect. I know it was a long off season and, um, you know, some losses for the A's, some losses for the Twins, some gains for both. It was an interesting off season for both teams. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad we're, we're getting back. I was looking forward to this series, but, uh, you know, like you said, hopefully they still want up playing. But as, as of right now, Andrelton Simmons tested positive. I think this is almost a week ago mm -hmm. that Andrelton tested positive. And then, you know, they thought they were in the clear, but with these things, you never know. You know, you can start getting symptoms or test positive three, four, five days after. So they get to Los Angeles to play the Angels or Anaheim. Um, they get two more players test positive. One is Kyle Garlic, uh, fourth outfielder type. Um, and then the other has refused to like release their name. So we don't know who the other player is. And then a staff member. Mm -hmm. So they were in Anaheim. They played that first game, got shelled by the Angels out there. And then uh, that series got postponed. And now, you know, today's Monday. They're tentatively, we're working on a doubleheader on Tuesday, hopefully, because they haven't had any positive tests since then. Um, but we're still waiting to hear. And this is why this episode's a little later tonight, just one in my time, <laughs> not your time, <laughs> uh, because we're still waiting to hear. But as of right now, it sounds like we're good to go, Jason. But that's, again, very tentative, I think, at this time. 
It was it four. I thought it was four after Andrelton Simmons. I thought that there was three players and one of them was not him because that was I thought that this was a different test. Is that did I misread that? Maybe I did. I my understanding is that it's Andrelton who's not there. Of course, I don't. I don't. Assume, I mean, I assume he didn't travel with the team. No, he, he's still in Minnesota. Gotcha. Okay, he's still in Minnesota, and then two others, and I I think it's garlic and one other, but it could be a third player. Um, you know, in addition to Andrelton, mm-hmm. but with these things, I mean, it's just it sucks because not only when someone tests positive and, and obviously the overarching theme with all this is that everyone's healthy and everyone, you know, has mild symptoms. And, and so far and Dalton does, I don't know about garlic or the other guys, um, but they got their vaccine last week. Garlic did. I know and Dalton did not. And then for this to happen just like so quickly after it's just, it sucks, you know, it sucks for them. And then especially for guys like, garlic who made the team out of spring training and now he's gonna have to miss 10 days assuming that you know he's healthy and he's feeling good and um you know it's just it sucks for a lot of reasons but this is the reality we live in at you know in this moment they did say that um all the tests had the same trace of the same variant okay so it's assumed now that it did come from andrew alton and it's kind of been this spread throughout since Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's over the last 24 hours, I would say we've gotten mostly good news that yeah. all those tests came back negative to or yesterday, still waiting to hear about today. Uh, we should know later tonight definitively. And then probably, we probably won't even know until an hour before game time tomorrow, uh, <laughs> if that's going to be played. And then if we can get this series going and, and talk about baseball, Jason, I get yes. it. It's just like, you, you just, you want to just be able to talk about baseball, you know? And it's just like, you see, I was dreading having to talk about COVID again. It's like. It's, it's just the never-ending nightmare, honestly. Yes. Um, well, hopefully we're going to be getting a doubleheader on Tuesday. That is the plan that I am setting up with right now. Uh, local time for us, it's going to be a 3.30 start and then traditional doubleheader, which I believe means that they play like 30 to 45 minutes after the first game. So, uh, yeah, we should be getting a couple of games. The, the second game would basically be when game would be anyway that day so mm-hmm. not a big change in that they're just throwing one before that so that's exciting yep. i i do like double headers um yeah do you know who the twins pitchers are supposed to be for oh, that God. series <laughs> it, it kind of depends on who yeah. has covid and whatnot i assume that's another thing i was thinking about today so now you have it was supposed to be shoemaker saturday in anaheim and and hap on sunday and okay. then um, I think Kenta was going to pitch Monday. I think Kenta was slated for today. Is that right? Because the rotation would roll through. I don't know if you have that there, but um, I want to say it was Kenta. I had stuff written down for your rotation, actually, on who I thought it was going to be. And I think that it was Kenta, Barrios, and Pineda were and then, like yep, the three that, that were right. coming up. But now with the COVID stuff, I'm not sure. Right. So it was supposed to be Kenta tonight. supposed to be Jose tomorrow and then Big Mike on, on Wednesday. But now, like, you think about Shoemaker and Hap, now you're missing a whole week, you know, basically since they've pitched. Uh, you could go in the doubleheader. I think the the assumption almost is that it'll be Kenta in the first game, Jose in the second game, Pineda on Wednesday. Uh, and then Shoemaker and Hap will kind of get skipped there. But they need to get their work in too, and it's just it kind of throws a wrench in the rotation plans. But that's – I think – you know, there were there was some discussion on a, a very prominent Twins podcast, Gleaming the Geek. They do an amazing job. My boss, uh, John Bonus, over at Twins Daily is, is his podcast. But they were saying if you were going to mix up uh, a couple guys' schedules, you wouldn't do it with Kenta and, and Jose. You would mm-hmm. do it with Shoemaker and, and Hap, I think. So I'm going to assume that it's those two. What are we looking at for the A's on Tuesday? 
assuming that they don't, if they just go straight with who it was supposed to be anyway, you got Jesus Lazardo, who has been a little bit shaky this season. So maybe they do skip him and bring somebody else up to start a game and use him in a different way. I don't think that'll happen, but it's something to consider, especially because they get the one extra person for doubleheader day. And then from there, it was uh, Sean Manaya and Frankie Montas. Uh, both guys have been pitching very well their last couple of starts. Uh, so it could be a, a tough matchup for the Twins. We'll see. But uh, Frankie, especially when he's on, he is ridiculously good. So I like watching him pitch a lot. Luzardo has been a little bit shaky, but usually he'll have like one blow up start and then shut somebody down. And there's not really an in between. It's either a blow up or a shutdown. And so far, we've gotten a couple of blow ups. And uh, we're, we're waiting for the other shoe on that one. But yeah, I mean, they, they get that extra roster spot, though. So maybe they bring up somebody like Dalton Jeffries if he's on turn right now and use the fresh arm to get you through or they tandem start. I'm not exactly sure how they're going to use that 27th man. So it's going to be interesting in that regard. But my assumption is it's going to be Luzardo and Manaya and Montas okay. to start for this. So two lefties, two lefties uh, Tuesday. Hey, it's me again. We're going to continue this conversation in just one minute. Nash is about to ask me about the A's offseason and where you have bold predictions and all that stuff coming up for you guys. But I got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors today. And the first one on the docket is 1010. And 1010 is a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy to her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring that she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Today's episode is also brought to you guys by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. The NBA is going right now. The Jazz just beat the Lakers. Did you put a bet on that? Because the Jazz are really good. You probably should by this point. They're uh, t- they're going for an NBA title right now, and I'm kind of excited about that. I've been to a Jazz game, and my boss is a Jazz announcer, so I feel like I almost have to say that, but uh, they are a very good team, and if you want to get in on the action, BetOnline has you covered right there. But if you like baseball, they got you covered. If you want to do it on awards TV shows or reality TV, Bet Online has you covered. They also have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. And Bet Online also has you covered for all the new scores and odds. It is the best way to place your bets and it is free to sign up. Head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. And that is why Everybody says that Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. The Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast for the latest draft news and stay tuned for more info about our live NFL draft coverage. 
Um, they have sent me some of the stuff that's about, I, I don't, I'm not a big NFL fan, but I know that Michael Irvin is somehow involved in this and that got me excited. I'm like, holy crap, Michael Irvin is kind of doing something with Locked On and that was really cool. So definitely make sure to check out this podcast. They have all of the experts. They have the local experts. They have the people uh, that, you know, you see on TV. This is a big deal. You should definitely go check it out. This is going to be a fantastic crossover and uh, you can find it on the Odyssey app. So check them out. And while you're doing that, make sure to check us out on, on uh, Odyssey or wherever you like podcasts. Uh, that's the Locked On A's podcast. You can also subscribe on Apple or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you want to. And you can follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. If you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So without further ado, here's the next part of my talk with Nash Walker of Locked On Twins and talking about the A's offseason and a bunch of other stuff. So have fun. I want to talk about the A's this offseason, Jason, because to me, I mean, I think I would be really frustrated. And, and this is coming from someone that's not a, I mean, Minneapolis is a, a mid-market. You know, this is not coming from the, the New York Yankees podcast. But for <laughs> me, uh, for my team to kind of operate, and correct me if I'm wrong, but just the way that I see it, operate in that they're a lot of times not going to retain free agents. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times are going to uh, fill within especially in the rotation, it seems, and then kind of make some peripheral moves. Uh, Losing Marcus Semien, uh, losing Liam Hendricks, uh, those were the two main ones, right, that that ended up. Robbie Grossman to a lesser degree, but he was a a good part of the team, but, you know, not the the star by any means. But what's that like to see guys leave like that and then still try to keep that faith and then keep that faith through this first part of the season where the A's were really struggling but now uh, have really hit their stride? A lot of people from, you know, the the big media markets and all that stuff, they just like to dunk on the A's. Uh, I, I read some power rankings on a prominent website and they're like, well, maybe one of these days the A's rotation will do something. I'm like, they just went 24 innings and gave up four runs over the weekend. What do you want the A's rotation to do right now? Pay a little bit of attention to what you're actually talking about is all that I have. Right. And so well, on my podcast, I know that it, a little bit optimistic, but I try to be optimistic to get ready for the season. And they lost yeah. Simeon, who's been, you know, okay this year. He, he, I think he's sitting just above 200. He's not having a great season so far. Um, and they brought in uh, Elvis Andrews to kind of be the replacement. He has not looked great on offense whatsoever. He's hit the ball hard, but run into some bad outs when he, he drills a ball. It's right at like the first baseman or something like that, as opposed to being a triple down the line. So a uh, little bit of bad luck. But then they also got rid of Chris Davis, who was not great. And that was in order to get Elvis Andrews. And that freed up some spots or some some money so they could go get some other guys like Mitch Moreland, who has two walk off hits. So I think that they were thinking more on the aggregate where if you can replace Elvis Andrews and or get uh, Elvis Andrews and Mitch Moreland to replace Chris Davis and Marcus Simeon on the aggregate, they might actually be better offensively. Obviously, we're only a couple of weeks into the season. Uh, Andrews has not been great offensively. He's been, you know, up way above average defensively, which is a nice plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you got uh, Liam Hendricks, who, eh, I mean, he he's also been struggling a little bit with the White Sox, small sample size again. But they brought in uh, Trevor Rosenthal. He was supposed to be pretty good. He's also hurt right now, but now Lou Trevino is coming out of nowhere. So they have some pieces where it could actually work i don't know if it's going to work for a long term you know for the entire season but when it's right it's a really really good team and mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, you get used to losing guys all the time. I, I still think that this season they could go out and make a, a big move or two to actually propel them deeper into the postseason, especially if they're playing like this, because it could be Bob Melvin's last year, depending on what he wants to do. And it could be Billy. Be- Billy Bean's almost done. He almost left this last winter. So we don't know when this era of not like the players, but the people that have been with the team for a decade or two will be departing. You think they want to go out, you know, throwing all their bullets? I think you do. So it's going to be interesting. They have a the makings of a good team that can make a deep run, especially with what you're saying with like teams like the White Sox or uh, the White, not the White Sox, the Yankees uh, mm-hmm. not performing. So uh, it's always been interesting. But the Twins, I always felt like they're they're not like the rivals of the A's by any means, except for, you know, in the early 2000s. But they're, they're like a very similar team. And you always want to not, I don't necessarily care if we beat the twins or not. I, I like the twins. They always, they have a similar construction to how they build a team. And do you feel some of that kindred spirit as well with the A's or? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think it's on a, on a macro scale with like, I think the A's is the extreme example of really building from within really, uh, you know, building a contender that, people are shocked by almost every year. Yeah. You know what I mean? When people look and they're like, whoa, the A's won 100 games again, or the A's won 95 games again, yeah. and they just sneak up on you every single year. It's kind of like it's they're similar to the Rays too. Uh, the Twins is like, yes, they're going to have a lot. Of, like their whole core is homegrown. They're going to supplement, I think, a little bit more than the A's would. Um, you know, I think the A's are more unique, like Billy Bean is in that front office, a little bit more unique in moves that they make. I think the Twins with this new front office that came in in 2017, I think since they've found that they were more competitive, they've went to, you know, Jim Polad, the owner, and said, hey, can we, we we're going to go, we want to go sign Josh Donaldson for 92 million. You know, we want to go sign Nelson Cruz twice. You know, they, they have a little bit more leeway, I think, financially, it seems, yes. to do that. And so it just, it changes the whole outlook when you have that leeway, you know, it it changes how you construct a team, but yes, building from within, that's how they're going to succeed. Same with the A's, you know, they rely, they have to rely more on that. Then they're going to go out and and sign all these big free agents. And in a similar way, I don't think anyone expects like when Byron Buxton is a free agent, when Jose Barrios is a free agent, I don't think people expect the twins to sign them for 150, $200 million, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So they have to kind of, manage those years and take advantage of those years like the A's are doing with the uh the mats at the corners love those guys uh love Matt Chapman uh Matt Olson those guys are great and it's just such a perfect duo I feel like with the righty lefty and uh you know I don't know if Olsen's hitting third and Chapman's hitting fourth this year or they move that around uh how fun has it been to watch them over the last couple of years it's it's so much fun I, I how do you not like these two guys they're homegrown they're what you want to be are they perfect players not necessarily uh but matt chapman just makes defensive plays all the time um they'll he'll be playing like shortstop and he'll go run and get something near the tarps in oakland which is a very very far run and then uh matt olson is always picking it over at first base i think without him over there the rest of the the infield defense looks a lot shabbier and he's he can crush bombs. I still think that he's going to go on a huge tear this season. He's starting to warm up. He's got a couple of home runs the last few games. Uh, I think that he's about to break out in a big way, go 45, 50 home runs, something like that. He's also hitting for a higher average right now, which is you saw him hit like 196 last year. Wasn't a great season. Again, weird COVID season. So I kind of throw those stats out. But it's a lot of fun to watch those guys. But 
you you have a nice little breakout candidate of your own this season in Byron Buxton. He is uh, atop the leaderboard in every stat cast measure. What is he doing differently? Because he's fascinating, and I love watching him play baseball. Well, I think Buck coming up with the, the other front office, you see this kid who's like the fastest person in the world uh, and wiry, and you think, okay, he's going to be like uh, – Mondesi, like Alabama Mondesi, like I would say is a comp. Like he's going to hit the ball on the ground. He's going to steal bags. That's the type of player he's going to be. Mm-hmm. And I think he was mismanaged and and mistreated in that he's he's got ridiculous power. You know, he's a guy who when he lifts the ball, he's a home run hitter. Like just simply a home run hitter. You see, over the last three years since 2019, when he's healthy, he's slugging over 500. I think he's slugging 530 or 540. Uh, just ridiculous. He's not, and he can give you that too. You know, it's nice to have him on the base pass too, but they let him and they told him to hit the ball in the air more, you know, to hit for that power, tap into that power. He put on 15 pounds of muscle. Uh, He looks big and strong, but the thing always with Byron Buxton is uh, the health, right? And we've already seen it this year. He's got a hammy issue right now. He was going to play Saturday. You'll see him most likely on Tuesday against the lefties. Um, and that's a big thing for the twins is just getting better against lefties. And, and you'll see in the middle of the lineup, Manaya and, and Lazardo will see Donaldson, Cruz and Buxton. And I think the twins feel with that trio of right-handers that they can improve against lefties this year with the way Buxton's hitting, but he's just so like the, the team's just different. You probably feel the same way with like a Matt Chapman, you know, the team just is way different. I saw that when Chapman was out, I think last mm-hmm. year or the year before the, the record is just, the twins are like a 500 team without him since yeah. 2019. And they're like, I mean, they have a 600 winning percentage, 620 winning percentage with him on the field. It's just different. You know that type of player, and, and he is that type of player. Hey, it's me again. Last time, uh, we got more coming up for you guys. I gave my bold prediction for Nash for the series. Uh, it includes home runs. His also includes a home run, and uh, we did not hold back on that one. We've been playing nice up until this point. Now the gloves are going to come off here in the, in the last segment here, but I got to tell you guys about one more sponsor for today's episode, and that is rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need and a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin. See, I told you he was in this. This is in the ad copy. I was not lying. So they got experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, and Brian Baldinger. They're all going to be here. And our local experts are going to be here from every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your audio home for all these sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That is A-U-D-A-C-Y. 
And with that, welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys enjoyed this show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. You can also email us any questions that you got to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So without further ado, here's the rest of my talk with Nash Walker from Locked On Twins. Um, I'm excited. I think these two teams... I, I wish it was under better circumstances, and I know it has nothing to do with the A's, so it's, I'm sure it's frustrating <laughs> for them too. Yeah. Uh, but this is this is going to be a fun matchup. And I remember in 2019, the Twins went out to Oakland, and they had a really fun series there too. I want to say it was a four-game series. It's just fun to get back to these interdivision. You know, you, you didn't have that last year. It's fun to see these other teams. I got tired of watching the Astros and the Mariners and <laughs> and yeah. the baseball schedule makers. I mean, sure, they front loaded the schedule with the Astros and then they finish with the Astros. So I think they're playing 10 games against Houston before they face any other divisional rival. And I'm like, I mean, that's fun to a degree, but uh, I'm yeah. tired of the Astros already. Um, but it, it's fun seeing like the twins and all these other teams that I have not seen in over a year. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Um, yep. I do want to ask you uh, about one of your hotshot prospects, Alex Kirilov. When should I add him to my fantasy team? Because he made it he came <laughs> just a minute uh, for a di- another doubleheader. It, one, is he going to be added for this doubleheader potentially? And two, um, can I have him? <laughs> I don't think he's in California, Jason. Ah. I think he's home at the alternate site. But I will say there is a – I would put it – and I'm not in the front office. I didn't talk to Derek Falvey today – but I would put it at uh, 80 to 90% that he will be up for Friday's uh, home series against the Pirates. And I think he'll be up to stay. A couple factors, the service time thing is is over, you know, at a certain yeah, point in these next couple days, it'll be done. And then Jay Cave in left field has been horrendous for the Twins uh, left-handed uh, outfielder. So Kirilov fills that role just perfectly. So I think you're going to see him Friday. And I think you're going to see him, um, I think you're going to see him stay. I think you're going to see him up with the Twins hitting fifth or sixth every day for them. Uh, for the rest of the season. I think this was their plan all along. There's bad optics here, Jason, as you know, with the service time thing, but it's very easy to say, hey, Jake Cave's struggling. We need a bat. We're going to bring him up. And um, he's got a really good bat. Yes. Yeah, and I think the Twins feel, and and I think Twins fans feel, that uh, he might be the best left-handed hitting prospect they've had since Maurer. Just like pure left-handed swing. You know, he's going to hit for average. He's going to get on base. He's going to be a middle-of-the-order bat for them. That's the hope. And I think uh, Twins fans have a right to be excited about him. Who's a prospect we should be watching to make their debut at the A's this year? Uh, Dalton Jeffries made his debut last year, but uh, he's the guy that I would pick for this particular weekend or this uh, doubleheader just because he's a starter. The A's could always use more pitching. Um, That's one guy. Uh, There's not a ton of rookies that are up and coming right now. Uh, Nick Allen is somebody like if Elvis Andrews goes down, Nick Allen could play defensive defensively at shortstop right now it's his bat that they're kind of waiting on so i think that they want to get the minor league season started before they even start tinkering with bringing him up whatsoever um and also they got alessandro's for another year after this at the very least so Mm -hmm. uh they don't want to mess with what's going on there because they they're going to owe him money (laughs) they're not paying him this year they're going to owe him money next year so uh you don't want to piss him off he seems like a very nice guy he could probably be a nice bench platoon guy too but um yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who they bring up at what time because they have some depth. It's just they added a lot of guys, non-roster invitees. Uh, so, like, we're seeing Dealus Guerra right now. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him from his time just around the league, but he's looked really, really good in uh, green and gold his first three games. 
Um, he's somebody that I'm very excited about right now. And I know pitcher. that he's a 31 year old righty, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, he's, he pitched at two innings, three innings, and then just one a couple of days ago, but he could be a long man for the A's. And that would be very helpful for when they start the season, give, you know, not getting anything from their rotation. Uh, somebody like Diolis Garrett can come in, you know, put out the fire and then mm-hmm. keep them in the game. So I like him so far a lot. Um, also, Speaking of, uh, sorry, go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, yeah. While you were talking about Alex Kirilov, I definitely added him to our fantasy league. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think you'll see him soon. I was going to say, speaking of veteran right-handed relievers, we'll finish with this uh, before we look ahead to this series. Maybe with off days Thursday, we can kind of recap what we saw potentially yeah. um, just to regroup and, and see about these three games. But uh, Twins, like Jason said, doubleheader with the A's Tuesday and then a game Wednesday as well. 5.30 Central is when uh, that first game is going to start Tuesday. But let's talk about a veteran right-handed reliever that the A's signed this offseason uh, in Twins' hearts. Certainly, I think more in 2019. I think he might his, his style might have grown a little sour in 2020. And that postseason uh, thing, yes, game one, that, that was not it. pretty. Yep. Sergio Romo has shaved his beard and he is a pitcher for the Oakland Athletics now. What's been your early impression of Sergio? You know him from, uh, you know, well, time with I the guess Giants. Just, being, just being, yeah, with the Giants yeah. in, in California. What have you, uh, what have you seen from him so far? And what do you think of that signing? Um, I, I mean, they, they did a bunch of bullpen signings in like a day and a half. Yeah. Basically, they, they got some money. They're like, hey, how about we go get Yusmero Petit and uh, Sergio Romo? And then they traded for Adam Kalerik and they reconstructed this bullpen very quickly. And then a couple of weeks later, they got Trevor Rosenthal. And that's when everybody, you know, in A's fandom was like, hey, maybe they're going to be a team this year because Trevor Rosenthal mm-hmm. kicked some butt last year. So as long as he's 2020 and not 2019 version of Trevor Rosenthal, who was just utterly atrocious. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Sergio Romo's been good. He's been okay. He hasn't been great, but we yeah. do like Sergio Romo. He's kind of like Elvis Andres, where he's out there, he's having fun, he's smiling, he's loosening guys up, and that's something that I think that the A's kind of made a point to go after to a degree this offseason because they lost Marcus Samian, who's not necessarily like having the most fun on the field, but he was definitely a leader in the clubhouse. So yeah. they went for a different kind of clubhouse chemistry in adding Andres, who is a veteran shortstop, who they needed somebody at shortstop, and He's probably the best guy that they could have gone after. So uh, especially after everybody, all the free agents signed. So yeah, I, I like Sergio Romo. I do. I think that he's still Sergio Romo without the beard. No, I, I don't know who this man is, but um, he does look weird. He looks weird. I saw him. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> but if he's like a middle inning reliever that can fill in late. Sure. That I'm fine. Yeah. That role. Um, and if, you know, he's the sixth inning guy, if Trevor Rosenthal comes back and is good, and then you got Lou Trevino throwing like this, and then Jake Diekman, that's a pretty nice seven, eight, nine. Right? I like Diekman too, yeah. So yeah. I, I'm intrigued by this bullpen. I think that they've been yeah. underperforming a little bit, obviously, the first couple starts, but JB Wendelkin has been great since he came up, and nobody really knows who he is, but he's been really good. He's been struggling a little bit. He just had a baby, so maybe he wasn't sleeping as much, but uh, I, it looks like he's starting to turn it around just early season struggle. So I'm excited by this team. Um, I was just going to see, uh, what are you seeing from this team? Like what were their shortcomings coming into the season and where do you think that they are currently? I know that COVID is putting mm-hmm. a wrench in everything, but, um, how do you analyze this team? Especially after what did they drop? Like three out of four against the Red Sox before COVID. Yeah. 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 yeah they don't know. They started five and two, uh, looking really good. You saw Buxton and Nelly, and obviously Nelly doing what Nelly does early on. But um, 
you know, started really nicely, five and two. They'd score the most runs through seven games in franchise history. Offense looked amazing. And then they just shut down. And part of that was the injuries. And they lost Donaldson in the first series. Mm-hmm. And then Donaldson, Oakland A legend. And then, <laughs> um, you know, losing Buxton to hurt. And then just the other guys offensively who, who struggled in 2020. You mentioned an odd 2020, Jorge Polanco, Miguel Sano, Mitch Garver, all still working back this year. And they haven't been good now for a year and a half, you know, for a majority of it. So it's been kind of stars and scrubs in the lineup, Jason. Then they've blown leads. Uh, Rocco, the manager, Rocco Baldelli, I think, has made some some poor decisions. Um, and it's just kind of come together. And it's and they ran into this hot Red Sox team. And you know, that's not an excuse. They got to get up and play. They were playing in the cold. I just I think a lot of things were working against them. And then they just didn't play well. And and they've lost uh, I think six out of the last seven. Twin Twitter, never seen it in the shambles that it's been in. Uh, season's over. I canceled the seasons a couple the season a couple days ago. Um, but hoping, hoping to resurrect it, uh, soon they won one. And I, I said, season's back on, but it's now canceled again. So, uh, <laughs> six and eight start, you know how it feels, you know, it's, it's just like the A's tough start too. It feels like they're never going to play better. You know what I mean? It just feels like you got to have that optimism too. But what did that feel like early on for the A's to, were they Owen six? They were Owen six. They went to one and seven and then they've won eight in a row. So. <laughs> Okay, crazy. But what did that feel? Didn't you watch you watch these games and you're like, I don't know if this team can play better. (laughs) Especially coming off of the ALDS against the Astros last year, who you're familiar with, uh, where every game was like 12 to 6, it felt like, and the A's were down early and then just never made it a game. It the same thing happened in the first five games that the A's lost, and it was like we're losing 10 to one every day and they're getting like three hits. This isn't fun. Like I don't mind if they lose these games, but it just wasn't fun to watch. Yeah. It's the same thing every single day. So for like a stretch of 10 games from last year to this year, it just was not good baseball at all. Yeah. Uh, just entertainment wise, but in that seventh game, yeah, no, in the sixth game that they lost, uh, they, they made it. It looked like a baseball game. And I was like, all right, they're turning the corner now, guys. It looks like they're playing baseball again. And then they won the next day against Trevor Bauer. And technically, it was against the bullpen, but he started the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was really cool. They got a nice walk off there. Uh, they lost the next game against Houston and then won two out of three in Houston and then swept last week. And uh, I mean, sure, it was against the Diamondbacks and the Tigers, but you got to beat those teams to get to, yep. you know, 97 wins for the fourth totally. straight year. So, um, yep. I mean, it, they're playing a lot better right now. And they didn't get down about the the way that they were playing before. They were like, it's embarrassing, but it's a we're in the first week of a six-month season. We're not that, right. that scared right now. Um, right. We're not that team. You know, you just yeah, got to yeah. do that. You gotta and they, they've it, been there before, you know? So yeah. uh, totally. one thing that, gets talked about with the twins. I, I feel the kindred spirit because this is the talking point with the twins is they haven't won a playoff game in 20 years. The same thing with the A's until last year, they have not won a playoff series in, you know, Billy beans since 2006, but most of Billy beans tenure. Why is this season different? It looks like Buxton. If he's on the field, he is that guy that can just go get a win if you need him to. And are they, are they competing for the central Are the white Sox that domineering or can they compete for the division title and then hopefully get a couple of games to play around with as opposed to a one and done? Yeah, you know, I think the White Sox not after the White Sox are eight and nine to start. Mm-hmm. You know, you've seen some of those growing pains with Larusa there as well, and I think it's uh, it's a relief that the Twins have had a bad start, but so have the Sox. You know, and that's that's the main team that I think Twins fans are watching, and certainly that I'm watching this year, um, just given the talent on the roster. But 
when they lost Eli, I thought it was really close coming into the year. This Twins team, you know, back to back division titles. They add in Dralton, they get Nelly back. I felt I felt like it was really close. Eloy goes down. I thought it bumped the Twins by three or four games in the division. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the the key, Jason, like you said, if Buxton and Donaldson aren't going to be on the field for, and we've seen it already. Like if if they're going to miss a, a chunk of games regularly, it's going to be hard for this team to uh, a win the division, b just like stay consistent and winning games all year because those guys are just so important. You know, they're those two. But if they can stay healthy, you see the upside of the offense. They mm-hmm. score 15 runs in Detroit, and that was without Donaldson. Now you add Kirloff to this lineup, and it just you can see top to bottom. Uh, there's a lot of excitement about the lineup with those guys in it. Uh, I still think, because I believe, you know, it's it's I can't say that I know people are going to stay healthy, but they have shown over the last two years that they can get it done. You know, they had a really tough stretch last year and still ended up winning the division uh, until they. Until Rocco Baldelli and in this front office shows me that they can't get it done, and this is postseason aside, right? Um, I believe that they will be competing for the Central again late, and I believe that they will win the division late. Um, I do. I think the White Sox are a good team. I just I, I want to believe that the Twins have built themselves to be a little deeper over 162. Uh, the the playoff thing. You just got to win one, Jason. Like yeah, you said, it's one. just got to win one. <laughs> just yeah. win one. And then they're, you're never talking about it again. You know, you yeah. can win one. You win a series even. Uh, you're not talking about it again. You know, it's or you are, and you're not thinking about, okay, we need to get to the ALCS now or the, the World Series now. But I think there's there's reason for optimism here. The top of the rotation with Maeda and Barrios and Pineda has been really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's optimism that they can win a playoff game. Uh, and, and I think it's, it's, it's one of those things until you see it again, you believe that it will never happen until it does. It's like the Red Sox and the Cubs, right? Those, uh, those long droughts and the A's too. Mm-hmm. You just, you never know. They haven't won a series since they beat the A's in uh, 2002 or 2004. It um, felt like it was every year. It, it was either the Red Sox <laughs> and you guys or, or the Yankees. <laughs> they said the I, twins should have been, <laughs> the twins should have been, uh, more and like more involved in Moneyball because they ended the streak. And they beat the A's in the playoffs. <laughs> What's your feeling on Moneyball, Jason? You, lo- I love Moneyball. It's like one of my favorite movies ever. I, I think it's. I mean, I don't know if it's the fandom speaking, but it's one of my favorite baseball movies, if not the best. It might yeah. be behind like a league of their own, maybe the Sandlot on a given day. Um, but those are my top three. And I, Moneyball is just like the better of the movies. I would say like yeah. drama and also the team that I root for and all that stuff. So it, it's awesome. interesting, yeah. but. Um, I, I do have, I figured we should wrap it up on this. I have one bold prediction for you. You give me a bold prediction for this series. My prediction is that Stephen Biscotti just went on uh, paternity leave. He has not played the last few days, but he was scorching the ball before he, you know, went and saw the birth of a child. And uh, I, I think that he's going to come back. He's going to come off the bench against Taylor Roger, Ty, Taylor, or Tyler, Taylor, yes, Taylor. Taylor yep. Rogers, he's going to go deep because dad power. That's what, that's what these guys do. I think Stephen Piscott is going deep uh, in a pinch hit situation against Taylor Rogers. Um, I always get him and his twin brother that throws from the other side confused. I will. Okay. I'll give my, yes. Tyler is the right-hander uh, for San Francisco, yes. the submarining right-hander. Yes. Um, yes. For the giants. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, Taylor I, he was, left. I think he's still there. Yeah, I think so too. I've I've watched a couple uh, couple of his outings. God, he's got a, that rising slider is nasty. He's on pitching ninja a lot. <laughs> uh, my my bold prediction is that Nelson Cruz takes Jesus Lazardo 
uh, deeper than Luis Roberts home run <laughs> <laughs> in the playoffs last year, which I think was 485. Wow. I will say Lizardo, I know throws like 98. If it comes in hard, it can go out harder. Uh, Lizardo with the heat will leave one up. I think he'll have a good outing, you know, uh, but he'll leave one up and Nelly will take him. Uh, let's say 487 to left center there at the, uh, the Coliseum, by the way, Jason, I had tickets to, they were supposed to play on opening day in 2020, mm-hmm. the twins and the A's in Oakland. And, and we we're going to head out there, but I'm going to get out there and we're going to go to a game. Sounds uh, good. Things, when things are a little bit uh, lighter, <laughs> you know, and the twins aren't dealing with a, an outbreak. It seems hopefully not an outbreak full fledged, but yes. um, we will it, find it out like it's not right now. So yes. that's good. So that's hopeful. Hopefully they play Jason. Maybe we can check back in after this thing, but um, enjoy the series, brother. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm going to have a great time. And we, we played nice the entire time. And then you're like, you know what? Screw Jesus Lazardo. He's getting taken so deep right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's, I mean, I think uh, I would go with Donaldson, but we'll see if he makes it out of his first at bad healthy. Uh, I want I want to see him go deep at his old park. Yeah, they know? activated him from the IL, and then he was on the bench a couple days, and I got very confused because yeah. uh, fantasy yeah. purposes, not helping. They're going to ease him back in. I thought he was a steal fantasy-wise just because uh, – that upside, you know, the OPS yeah. upside and the home runs, but hopefully you can stay healthy. Hopefully the A's stay healthy and, and we both are uh, maybe meeting in October this year. That would be, Ooh, fun. that'd be fun. Both here and in fantasy baseball. <laughs> yes. Jason, uh, where can twins fans follow you for the series and beyond? And then um, where can they find the pod? I guess you can find the pod where you find locked on twins, but we're yeah, basically anywhere. Um, I'm at locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram for the show. Uh, I am personally at by Jason B on Twitter and in the locker room app locker room. Those are fun. I thoroughly enjoy those. Um, and then <laughs> yes. if you have any questions locked on athletics at gmail.com and that's uh, that's basically how you get in touch. One of those three things you'll, you'll find me. Sweet. A's fans. If you want any twins coverage, there's a lot of tweets, but at Nash Walker nine and at locked on twins, Jason, let's meet up again soon. And uh, next year we'll be at the Coliseum. Sounds good. Take it easy, man. See you, brother.